I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner, and we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm very irritated right now. Not at you. I love you guys. Not at having to do the podcast. I enjoy it very much. It's therapy for me. The reason I'm irritated is because of Michael Burks, who is the subject of this episode. I've spent a lot of time going through his chat logs. God, he's smarmy. And you know exactly what he wants from this 13-year-old girl, but he beats around the bush and plays games and, well, as you'll hear later in the episode, he got exactly what he deserved. Maybe not enough, but he was punished. And that was particularly important in this case because Michael Burks, who was 30, was chatting with a perverted justice decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl. Now, as if that wasn't bad enough, Michael Burks was a federal agent with the Department of Homeland Security. He worked immigration cases 
among other things. And he had been a local police officer. His dad was a police officer. And yet, in January of 2006, during our Riverside County, California investigation, Burks engages in a lengthy chat after approaching somebody identified as a 13-year-old girl, chatty Chelsea chats, and engages in a conversation that goes on seemingly forever, at least it appeared so to me, going back through the transcripts. Now, the investigation in Riverside County, California, was a first for us at the time. It was our third predator investigation, but the first one where we collaborated with law enforcement, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Fifty guys showed up in three days. And we saw a spectrum of humanity. Previously convicted sex offenders, a teacher, an actor, a musician-composer, and Michael Burks, who was a federal agent for the Department of Homeland Security. Now, if you don't remember Michael Burks, I'll understand why. He never made it into the house and thus was never interrogated by me. We'll get into his chat in just a moment here. But Burks actually drives some 40 minutes to meet this girl, Chetty Chelsea Chats. His screen name was Mike B44LA2000. He drives 40 minutes, as I mentioned, and then pulls up to the Stinghouse, but doesn't get out of the car. Now, at the same time he's sitting in his vehicle, another predator with a history of sexual crimes, Eric Pallison, is walking into the house. And just down the street, another potential predator, Karampal Singh Nakai, is also lurking about. So at the same time, we've got three predators all in orbit right at the house. Now, the Riverside County Sheriff's Office needs to be given great credit here because it was the first time these detectives, these assistant district attorneys, had engaged in a sting like this. And so they had to call a lot of audibles. Very professional department. In fact, the lieutenant at the time, Chad Bianco, is now the sheriff in Riverside County. And they got it done. I don't think anyone expected that 50 guys would show up in three days, but they did, and they figured out a way to arrest everybody. And in fact, they had to arrest these three men, including Michael Burks, simultaneously, which they did without incident. I wish I would have had the chance to interview Michael Burks myself. I did reach out to him. I'll get into that towards the end of the podcast. But first, let's take a look at this chat. This chat that took place between 
a 30-year-old federal agent in someone who said she was 13. Hello, cutie. Hi. How are you doing? Fine. Very nice, he says. So how old are you? Where do you live? I'll be right back, okay? BRB. Okay, he says. I got to reboot, LOL. Why, he asks. So where do you live? She doesn't answer right away. Hi, baby. Hey, she says. What are you up to watching a movie? I see. So are you single? Want to meet up and have some fun? LOL, sure, she says. Tonight? Um, my dad's here. We can go somewhere else, he says. We don't have to stay. How old are you, she asks. 30. You know I'm 13, right? 13? Question mark, question mark. I thought you were 19. Why did you think that? I don't know. Well, it is a very good idea we don't meet or talk, says the federal agent, former cop. Take care. OMG, says chatty Chelsea Chats. You are jailbait, cutie, he says. Whatever. Are you not? Why you gotta be like that, she says, because that is what I'm looking for. And it isn't a good idea you and I talk about this. 13, he says. I'm 30. Jailbait. LOL, she says. Do you got a pick? On profile. So he goes from, there is no way in hell I'm going to do this because you're jailbait to, yeah, there's a pick on my profile. But you were 13. OMG, she says. Didn't you have one on here before? Talking about the pick. I mean, honestly, what do you and I have in common? You tell me. Not much, he says. Now, this is the point where the federal agent, the 30-year-old man who makes $125,000 a year at the time from the federal government, carries a gun, has authority to arrest people. This is the time when this fellow should say, all right, this is silly. This is illegal. It is morally wrong. I'm done. And just stop the conversation. But oh no, he's curious. He's going to keep it going. I mean, honestly, what do you and I have in common? You tell me. Not much, he says. OMG, whatever, says chatty Chelsea Chats. Am I right, he says? It's not like I'm some baby. You're 13. It is illegal to talk. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Not to talk. What do you want to talk about? Again, he keeps saying there's a problem here, right? And I think psychologically he's doing this to make himself feel better about trying to live out this fantasy of having sex with a 13-year-old girl. Because he continues the conversation. What are you doing, she asks. Not much, you. I just got in a huge fight with my dad. About... He took me to get a movie to watch, and they didn't have the one I wanted. And then he tells me I have to go to Grandma's house this weekend because he's going to the spa to see Mom, but she's really in rehab, and he thinks I'm a baby. I'm sorry, but sometimes you have to do things you don't want in life. Is that right, Mike? I'm not going, she says. Why cause problems, OMG? I'm not going. So the scenario here is that 
this 13-year-old girl will be home alone because the dad, with whom she is having the usual early teen angst, has to go visit the mom who's in rehab because she's got a drinking problem. Now, if you're a responsible human being and not a predator, you would say, that's a tragic situation. We shouldn't be chatting. Good luck with it. But no, Mike B44 LA2000 keeps on chatting. They go on for quite some time talking about the mom's situation and why chatty Chelsea Chats doesn't want to go stay with grandma while dad goes to visit mom in rehab. Then there's a little sidebar chat about how she wants to be married, be taken care of. He goes on to talk about men always wanting to find younger women. And in fact, and remember this is January of 2006, in fact, he invokes a future president. You think a man wants a 40-year-old when he can have the 20-year-old trophy wife? Donald Trump, why do you think he keeps getting them younger and younger? It's kind of funny looking back at that. That's why girls marry older guys than them, LOL, she says, so they'll still want them. Take it from experience, he says. Get your education. It is something to fall back on. Wow, what a mentor he's turned out to be. You can go to school when you're married, she says. No, you can't, he says. Someone is telling you a bunch of crap. Do it while you're single. You'll never go back. The conversation continues. He, he, he actually comes out and says to this girl whom he thinks is 13, what he does for a living. What do you do? For what? Your job, silly. Criminal investigator. Why do you think I don't want to talk about a lot of stuff with you? I know the consequences. Oh, like you can't? Like CSI, you mean? Exactly, like that. Not exactly, but close. OMG, so you see dead people? I have. Not fun. Ew, she says. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Are you like in the FBI or something? I work with the FBI, he says. Not for, but with. So you know why I can't talk about things you might want to. Like movies? You know what I mean. Now, he's the one bringing up the sexually suggestive chat here. She's playing along. And he's going to lecture her about treating her father appropriately. Me giving you advice about not being a silly ass and showing compassion for your dad and the situation. Just... Don't try to be my dad, Kay. I'm not trying to be. Good, because you're way cuter, LOL. Now, this opens the door again, obviously. Yahoo keeps crashing, but the conversation continues. He brings up the subject of an old flame. A girl with whom he used to have sex. And he's telling this decoy, posing as a 13-year-old girl, that she shouldn't currently see what he's showing on his webcam because he's doing something sexual with this old flame, this old girlfriend down in Florida. 
with whom he used to have sex. And the inference is that they're both masturbating, but she can't see his cam doing that because he's involved with this other woman and she's too young to know anything about all this anyway. But he keeps referring to it and she pretends to be a little bit jealous about that. But you're too young, cutie, he says. That and even if I did like you, jailbait. But do you like me, she asks. You seem okay, very young, but okay. Why? Just never mind, she says. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're thinking. So instead of dismissing this, he wants to know what this 13-year-old girl is thinking. I just wanted you to like me, she says. Okay, let's say I like you, then what? I don't know. You act like I want to marry you. LOL, no. Just apprehensive. And then, at some point here, he comes right out with it and says, you know, are you a cop? Now, clearly, as a federal agent, he's got to realize that these stings take place. No indication that he had seen any of our previous investigations on television. And yet, he continues. He wants to see more pictures of her. He says there's no reason for her to be jealous of this old girlfriend in Florida. She's not even nearby. A lot of back and forth, irritating chatter. As I mentioned before, she lets on that she had been romantic with a 20-year-old. And now he's focusing on what he's likely wanted to do all along. What did you do with the older guy? Like, I'm not a virgin, okay, she says. He tapped it? OMG, she says. What? I don't know. How old were you at the time? When? The older man, 13. How long ago was this? Like over the summer. How did you meet him? I kind of partied a lot. Can we talk about something else? Like you buying me stuff, LOL? So that is why you like me, because I'll buy you stuff. I'm just curious how you met him. So anyway, she says, I'm never ever going to click on your cam again, by the way. Why? Because you hurt my feelings. Because I didn't let you see? Because you like her. Again, a back reference to this girl in Florida. What do you want to see? Uh, duh. My face? Um, yeah, duh. Nothing else? So he can't just say, do you want to see my face? He's got to talk about, presumably, his private parts. Just say what you want to see. It says you're not available. It's my room. I had to take it off because you didn't say what you wanted. Uh, is that your room? Now she's back on. She's looking at the picture, the webcam. Your walls are all white and stuff. And, hello, well, I don't know. So I win. Yes, you win. You got to see. Smile for me. Just my face, huh? Now he's leaving the door open to show her his penis, I guess, is what he's talking about here. Why do you not want to talk about a particular topic? He asks. Like you want to talk about sex, she says. Why do you not want to? 
because you might not like me then. What if I liked you more? And then he brings up age again. So we shouldn't talk about sex anymore, LOL, he says. Like not about the other guys, you know? Okay, what do you like to do, he says. Like sex? Yes, I like to kiss and cuddle and you are too busy. Bye. I just don't know what you want me to say. Like I do stuff because the guy wants me to, but you asked what I'd like. And I said, kiss. You do anything, he asks. And you still get mad. Don't be mad, Kay. I'm not, he says. So what do you want to do besides shop, he asks. With you, yes. Tell me, he wants to know. Come on, tell me. Whatever you want, LOL. What do you want? I'm asking you. Are you really going to come see me, she asks. Maybe. What are you going to do? Get all dressed up, LOL. You know what I meant. But I mean, if you come see me, I got to get all dressed up, right? No, why? To look nice for you, she says. You'll be fine. Like, do my hair and pick out clothes and stuff. Wear what you normally wear. You can do your hair, he says. There's talk about whether he's going to pick her up and take her someplace. Maybe they will meet. He asks, so you want to get drunk? Then what? LOL, do you want to have sex? Is that what you want? He asks. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. How do you want, huh? Position. Ooh, I don't know. What do you like the best? I don't know. You have no idea what you like the best. Not really. What all have you tried? He's getting testy now because he wants a commitment before he drives 40 minutes to go meet this girl who's 13 to have sex. You're weird, she says. You'd rather talk about what I did with other guys than you. Okay, what do you want to do with me? He's back on track now. Do you want to kiss, she says. What do you want to do? This goes back and forth. We could have sex if you wanted, she says. I will do anything you want. How would you want me? Are you gentle, she asks. Sure, how do you want? He's really pushing here. Now remember, this is a guy who is licensed by the federal government to carry a gun and make arrests. And this is what he's doing on his day off? <laughs> In spite of all the back and forth and the parsing of words, Michael Burks has crossed the threshold. And now he's going to get into his vehicle, as I mentioned before, and drive to our location in Riverside County. As I mentioned, he never makes it into the house. But he does speak to the sheriff's detectives after his arrest. In fact, once Burks is arrested wearing his gym shorts, slides, and T-shirt, not only does he talk to the detective... It seems like he can't stop talking. So my father was a police officer. I was a police officer. I worked for Department of Homeland Security. Okay. I understand you guys have a job to do, and I'm not trying to tell you anything else other than that. I swear to God, as God is my witness, I'm aware of St. Michael's Medal right now. Okay. St. Michael's Medal, the patron saint of law enforcement. I was not going to do anything with her. 
The detective isn't buying what Michael Burks is trying to sell him. But I'm telling you, I don't believe it that you didn't intend to have sex at some point with I this girl. I swear to God, I, sir, I was It would have happened. Sir, okay? I swear to God, it was you not. I guarantee you, it would have happened. And I think that detective is exactly right based upon the chats. I think it. Michael Burks made it into the house. Had there been a 13-year-old girl, I'm pretty confident something would have happened. And ultimately, a judge shared that confidence. The detective made it very clear that as one lawman to another, he was disappointed. And in your position, you should know that. Sir, you know, I know the that. law. That, that's even worse. You know what? That that, so that's, puts, that that puts a bad mark on my job, on everybody. Every cop in this country, you put a bad mark on him. I know, sir. Every cop in this country, you put a bad mark on him. Well, I think we all understand that this is an anomaly. We don't see very many law enforcement involved in these stings in terms of getting caught. It happens, but it's very, very, very rare. Michael Burks was arrested and charged with felonies associated with going online, having a sexually charged conversation with a minor, and showing up. He initially fought the charges, but ultimately in 2009, he pleaded guilty to attempted lewd and lascivious behavior with a minor. He served one year in the county jail, received three years probation, and had to register as a sex offender for life. I'm not sure what Michael Burks is doing these days. He's around 47 now. I did come up with a couple phone numbers and I called them. One of them was answered by a man who confirmed his name was Michael. And when I identified myself, he hung up or said, I don't know who this is. I didn't have enough confidence to believe it was actually Michael Burke, so I'm not going to play the recording of that conversation. Unlike last week when the predator I caught went on and on and on. I hope you thought that was interesting. I sure did. Bill Rowell. If you didn't hear last week's episode, check it out. And if Michael Burks ever gets back to me, I will let you know. I have a lot of questions for him. On the top of the list, how could somebody in law enforcement throw away their career in this way? The first of many questions. More of our story in a moment. I know that often you guys have questions for me, and this week's question comes from DJ in San Diego, California, not far from where this sting happened in Riverside, coincidentally. Hello, Chris. Uh, This is DJ from San Diego. Got two questions for you, sir. I just want to say uh, thank you so much for everything you do, and I love the podcast. I've been a fan of yours since I can even remember, like, being a kid and not even knowing exactly what you were doing, but just from what my parents were telling me, like, hey, he's catching the bad guys, he's getting the bad guys. My two questions I have for you is, 
do you ever worry about your safety, especially when it comes to predators that you've put away, maybe for a short time or even a long time? Do you ever worry about that? Because I'm sure people do hold grudges against like, like, you know, you changed their life and you ruined their life and they think that, and honestly, you didn't ruin their life, they ruined their own life. Do you ever worry about that? People coming back and trying to get revenge on you for them ruining their own life. And then my question number two is, do you, I'm sure you've been asked this a lot, but is there a reason or is there some type of explanation to why is it that men are predominantly committing these type of crimes against children versus women? And especially now it seems like I've seen a lot of it on the news of teachers and it's a lot of women that are doing these two two children, you know, sexually assaulting them. Is this like a maybe men are just more just sick in the head? Or is it just like women just don't commit these kind of crimes and just men just tend to do this kind of stuff? Um, but yeah, that, those are my only two questions for you, Chris. I'm going to get another podcast. You know, hope you stay safe. Thank you for everything. Thank you, DJ. Two good questions. Do I ever worry about my safety? Yeah, it's in the back of my mind. I've never, thankfully, had a serious incident. Yes, some of the predators I've caught are very angry still. But I think deep down they understand that they're the ones who made the decision to walk into the stinghouse. They're the ones who engaged in a sexually explicit chat with somebody identified as a child. And they're the ones who paid the consequences. And so while they are bitter, in some cases, more often than not, I think they understand the gravity of their actions. And I think some are actually relieved to have been caught. In terms of female predators, DJ, you're right. There have been, it seems, more female predators arrested and charged with crimes than ever before in the past few months. Most of these scenarios involve teachers, female teachers engaging in sexual acts with young underaged students. And I'm not sure what's going on there because it seems like every week there's another case or two, and we've reported on some of this on True Blue, by streaming crime network, T-R-U-B-L-U, in a section of the online streaming network called True Crime Nation. And it has become so prevalent, and I don't actually have a good answer as to why, but it has become so prevalent that we're looking at doing a documentary on it. And I've got a meeting this week about it. I'll keep you posted. In terms of why we don't see female predators show up in our stings, well, psychiatrists say, therapists say that the female predator wants to know their target, their victim, their sexual conquest. They don't like the anonymity, which is something that excites some of the male predators, as we saw in the case of Michael Burks in this episode. He's excited to meet this 13-year-old girl he didn't know for sex. Thank you, DJ, and thanks for listening. And I want to hear from some of you, at least, for another reason. We here at Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen are looking for interns, college students, perhaps majoring in marketing or media of some sort, broadcasting, journalism even, to help us promote the podcast 
on social media. If you're interested, reach out at chris at predatorpodcast.com. You can find me anytime all over social media, at Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram, Cameo even, TikTok. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. And on True Blue, as I mentioned, my streaming crime network, with new predator investigations, we have an exclusive interview with Dr. Parminder Jaswal, a 61-year-old physician who was caught in one of our stings last March in Michigan. He sits down for an exclusive one-on-one interview to tell me how he ended up in that situation, how a doctor ended up in a house in Michigan trying to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. It is compelling and important to watch. That's on True Blue right now. Watch TrueBlue.com. And even if you don't want an internship, you can find me right here with your questions at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.